From Marie Claire, Beauty Crew and InStyle, you're listening to Get Lippy, the podcast that lifts the lid on all things beauty. I'm Carly Orman, editor of beautycrew.com.au. I'm Sally Hunwick, beauty director on Marie Claire. And I'm Bettina Tyrrell, beauty editor on InStyle Australia. Carly, Sal, <laughs> I have to tell you, I've had a rough time. Oh, oh no, no, why? I've had a beauty rash. Oh, oh God, what happened? What, what kind of beauty rash? <laughs> tell us on more about face. this. I had a reaction for a product that I've been using and I don't oh, know what product shit. it is because I went to town and just got a little bit excited and tried a few different things and then next minute I had kind of these like little red bumps popping up and I thought maybe they were just spots and I was like, geez. And it wasn't a rosacea? Well, it was kind of, to get technical, it is a type of rosacea. It's this kind of more like acneic version of rosacea where it comes up looking mm. like quite big, like blind pimples. And it's just itchy and my skin is so itchy. So if you see so me just all like over. tapping my face, like, like oh, it's still that's happening. me itching it. All yeah. over your face? All over. You don't all look around. rashy? No, because I've got foundation on now. Oh, and ben, and I've been in the Guerlain one. L'Essential, is that it? Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah. Oh, the one in the cute little round bottle with the round top. We like that but one. I yeah, really like that one. But all that Good aside, coverage. I've been in recovery, skin okay. recovery. And so how long has it been? I reckon it's been definitely over five days now. Oh, God, you poor thing. Yeah. So I saw it coming up and I was like, oh, I've got to better fix this, mm. these spots. And I, this is what I wanted to say is like. How have you dealt with it? Yeah. Well, I. Everything your body is telling you, you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're red and rashy. It's like, oh, put something on to fix that. I've got to fix that. Nah, stop. You just got to stop. Step <laughs> away from the on. product. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Step away from the product and just go to what you know. So I returned to like a very simple cleanser and a very simple moisturizer that I know mm. that my skin loves. And it's it's slowly getting better. But don't try and treat it yourself. Don't try. Just and, less is more. Yeah. If it's red and inflamed, don't try and tone that down. Mm. Just go back to what you know. So in today's episode, you guys, Bettina's going to be telling us about her experience with a very interesting skin gadget, aren't you, Bettina? Yes. I'm going to put it out there. It's a pore vacuum. It is a vacuum for your pores. I can't wait to hear you talk about this. Now, and Sal, you're going to be telling everyone how to use texturizing sprays. Yes. Yes. There is an art. And then later, we are going to be talking to a neuroscientist, and she's going to be telling us the connection between your brain and your skin, which I just find so fascinating. So stay tuned, you guys. But first, Bettina, please tell us about please. your vacuuming of your pores. How did your vacuuming go over the weekend? It was my favorite <laughs> type of vacuuming I've ever done. Roden and Fields uh, have released a new skin gadget, and it's a vacuum for your pores. So basically, to describe what it looks like, it's like a white wand-like tool that has like a kind of little clear cap, little tip on the end that you hold up to your nose or anywhere on your T-zone and, <laughs> and it it's super high-tech. sucks yeah. up the gunk out of your pores. Like how much gunk? I So I really was so sceptic when I, I was really just like, when I first saw this, I was like, oh, mm. here we go. Another beauty gimmick. We've seen a lot of these mm. things. But I went home that night and basically what it comes with, it comes in a little pack. So you've got a little serum, like a solution, a gel-like serum that you put on the area that you're going to, to attack. Clean. What to clean? Why? Yeah. So it's kind of like a... I think it's I think it's predominantly salicylic acid. Mm-hmm. Maybe to open your pores. And it's to kind of, yeah, start to dislodge some of that gunk in there to help nice. it then go oh. liquefy. It's like, so, like soften. <laughs> <laughs> Sound effects and everything, guys. 
Right. We're so gonna we're gonna get dirty. So if your stomach is a little bit uneasy, but on the other hand, if you're a Dr. Pimple Popper fan, oh yeah. my oh gosh, you are gonna love crank this. Up this the is, and I am that Dr. Pimple Popper fan. So let me talk through my experience. Yeah. Had a shower, warm water, clean skin. Put the serum. I started with my nose, so you're only really supposed to use it on your T zone, and I'll mm-hmm. explain to you why in a minute. Mm. So I put it on my nose and worked section by section. So did my nose first, and then I get the little vacuum. And it's got two levels of suction, mm-hmm. light and, and like, ferocious. <laughs> <laughs> I went with light to start with. Good. And good. I did not I did not boost it up to ferocious because it was too – it was very strong. It was a very, very, very strong like, does suction. Does it take your nose with on, you? It, sort of like – So you can – well, yeah, my <laughs> nose is still attached to my face. But it, I know what you mean, Sal. It definitely – so as you soon as you put it on the skin on your nose and start kind of navigating it around um, your can nose you and your pores, Can you feel the suction? Oh, absolutely. You can yeah. see the skin raised. Yeah, like yeah, the skin I mean. gets yep. raised into the suction cap. Oh. And if you look closely like I did or use oh. a torch, you, <laughs> I did. I was in the bathroom mirror with because I was like, i got to see this happen. And you can see the muck you actually see, getting sucked out. That's revolting and that's exciting. Revolting. It is very time. exciting. And awesome. This is going to it's, it's People pretty, are going to love this. I, I think so because like, pause is such like – in large pores or blocked pores, it's such black an issue in blackheads. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was going to say as well. It's got a second head. So it, you, each of the heads are disposable. And can I say that it's clear for a reason because when you take it off your – like when you when you stop vacuuming your face, mm-hmm. you can see oh. what has come out of there. Oh. I was going to ask because like it's quite intense suction, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Did, did it hurt? So you've got a head like, for the – so you've got a head for the um, – for the pores and then in, a little individual head for the individual black heads. Right. And then the next morning I woke up and I really saw a noticeable difference. Like my pores were nice. smaller, they were clear, there was, you know, I could, you know, what your pores, pores look mm. like when there's stuff yeah. in it. That, that was gone. Nice. Yeah, I was really, really impressed. And it didn't hurt? No, like it doesn't feel comfortable. Like one to ten? Oh, no, it didn't hurt. I wouldn't, it oh. definitely didn't hurt. But there's a lot of do's and don'ts with this product, so you really should have to, like, read the instructions when you get it because they really say don't use it anywhere else other than your T-zone. So just like that, you know, right. your forehead, so your, your nose and out. your chin. Cheeks are out. Me being a little bit like, oh, I'll just keep Oh, you it did it, didn't you? <laughs> An intrepid beauty. Yeah. You went rogue. <laughs> I went rogue and I kind of took it down from my nose to kind of like onto my cheek and that was a terrible idea because then I just had like this tiny little hickey on my face. Oh. <laughs> so how often... Because yeah, surely it this? seems like it's too much to do it daily, right? Well, no, definitely not daily. So once a week is the recommended. I would reserve it to once a week or once every two weeks really or even once a month. Like it yeah. really was quite intense. But you would overall recommend? Yeah, I would. And you just got to be careful going over. If you've got any little spot or like type, like little like lump live or something, acne. yeah, live acne, definitely don't roll it over that. I'm so keen to that. try this. It's yeah. very, yeah, it's very... Very good. But you know what? I'm, it does come at a price. It's expensive. It's not mm. cheap. It's kind of up there with your most expensive skin gadgets. How much are we talking? Mm-hmm. Go on. So it's going to set you back $356. Mm. And the and little So that comes with the well? serum and a bunch of different um, – a bunch of heads for the two different heads for yep, the black head. Because they're disposable. Tip and the and, – yeah, and the um, – so you have to buy more, more heads. So you can buy heads, yeah, mm-hmm. and you can buy them individually and you can buy the serum individually. It's an investment, but if, you know, if you're obsessed with pores, if that's something that you're looking at all the time, then maybe this could be a good investment for you. And I Don't feel like you. I didn't actually say the name. So it's the Rodan oh. and Fields <laughs> Pore Cleansing MD. 
Well, thank you, Bettina. I can't wait to try mine. And Sal, next up, you're going to be telling us about texturizing sprays. I am. So today, girls, I'm going to talk about texturizing spray. Now, texturizing sprays sound really easy. So they give you texture, right? But yeah. in fact, they're kind of one of the more tricky hair I, products to, to get into because like how do, how do they work and when do we use them and how do we use them and what are they? I agree. Hairstylists love texturizing sprays and that's what really kind of blows my mind that makes me think, oh gosh, I should be using one more often. Mm. They just throw in there, just add some texture. You're like, oh, and how? how am I supposed to do that? Yeah. So, so tell us, Sal, how do we add texture? So to start, let's talk about what actually is a texturizing spray. And they can be hard to find because not all texturizing spray has texturizing or texture in its name. They could have things like beach waves or tussled or grit or body. It's complicated, right? So first let's talk about wet and dry texturizing sprays. So all products, because Mm. you can get different kind of products. They're not all sprays. Wet texture products are things like the beach wave spray and that kind of the original Oh, like a sea salt spray. Yeah, like a sea salt Mm. spray. They often um, have got sea salt or salt put into them and they are damp texture and you put them on damp hair. These sprays can give you a lovely, slightly clumpy, beachy feel as – and also add some waves to your hair. So if you've got naturally wavy hair, these will accentuate that. If you've got straight hair, you might get a few kinks, just like you would at the beach if you spent a day at the beach. The issue with these sprays is that you can go overboard. It's easy to go too much. Because I've definitely gone overboard. <laughs> well, it's easy. You've got damp hair. You're not it's sure how like much to put in. Exactly. And so you can end up with slightly crunchy hair. Your hair can become really clumpy and you can't run your fingers through it which looks good at the beach, looks good maybe on the weekend, but if you're at work or trying to get through your working week, <laughs> maybe, not such a good mix. <laughs> maybe not such a good look. I spoke to my lovely hairdresser the other day, Anthony Nader at Raw in Sydney, and he told me with these wet style sprays, go easy. And he actually said, start at the roots for lift. I'm so surprised by the start of the root situation because I go straight in at mid-length, like mid-length to ends. I'm the same. And like all around (laughs) and with the sound effects today, all around. And then I would never touch the I would roots. never I, I would know. never think of the roots. I know. See, I, I'm the same. I've just I always sort of just do the, the mid lengths and the ends. But I think what he's trying to say is you can go overboard if you do it there and you can end up with a crunchy mess. Mm-hmm. So I guess the trick to take home there is just don't do too much. Yeah, I'm spray I'm gonna try. Through. I'm gonna try with the roots though. Well Maybe I think you'll get I'm some lift. Wrong. I think we'll get lift. Yeah, nice. For girls like you and me, Bettina. Yeah. Carly over there. You've got lift. I don't need more lift. I'm good. Which takes us to the dry texture sprays. I'm camp dry texture spray. Me too. I love a dry texture spray. Mm. And what these are, are they're either powders or sprays. They can either be pastes and they you put them into styled hair. So finishing products. So you've already done everything, you've dried your hair, and then you're adding in some texture at the end. I really like these because I think you get better control with these types of products and you can build up the right amount of texture. So you can add a little bit, think, oh, I need a bit more, add a little bit more, and you don't go crazy with yeah, too much. You can, Of course you can. You, but <laughs> you I, can, think, but. I think what you're saying is right, though, because it, when you're using a wet one, you're doing the styling after, so it's hard, it's hard to, know. to gauge. 
bef- like at the beginning, mm. how much is a good amount? Whereas at the end, yeah, you can keep adding. Yeah. You go, yeah, not right. I exactly. might be throwing like a bit of a spanner in the works go here, on. but I've got a confession. Go for it. I get my dry texture spray and I've dried my hair, my hair, like my, let's say I've dried my hair and then I spray it in mm-hmm. my hair and tussle it around and then I go through and style it with the GHD or the, or the wand. Well, you can do that and Beck Judd is actually on your camp because she is a major fan of Chloran. And I interviewed her the other day and she told me that she actually uses her dry shampoo on clean hair. She uses it almost instead of like hairspray. Can I ask you, Mm -hmm. how do you use it? Because I never know if I'm using it right. It depends what time in the hair washing cycle it is. Okay. So if I've already got curls in my hair, then I can just use it to refresh Mm -hmm. and then just almost like rebounce the curls up or mm-hmm. even just get a bit of texture going. Mm-hmm. If it's on clean hair, then, yeah, you might want to spray it in and then, and then add, add some the curl. curls. Or you might have done your curls and you can just add a bit, just sort of rub, I'm using, rubbing my hands together, but like <laughs> almost like rubbing it between your So you hands. spritz and then you rub yeah. it in. That's kind to of. almost get some roughness. Yeah, because mm. that's how I kind of use it, but I never know if I'm doing the right thing. So I often will, maybe on a second or third day hair, I've got dry shampoo at the roots, Mm -hmm. my ends are fine. I'll curl my hair with a wand Mm -hmm. and then I kind of like tip my head so that it's it's horizontal and the hair's flowing down and then I spray it mid-lengths and ends. And then I kind of just use my my hand to kind of like Like scrunch it it up and smush it. And I just always like, do I just look like an idiot or am I doing something? I so, think you're you know. doing something. Well, I did it today. What do you guys think? Yeah, your hair looks fantastic great. today. I was going to say it's same adding, just angling it's for compliments. Some, Thanks, guys. The other one I really like is, and this is just a powder, which is Bumble and Bumble. It's called Preta Powder, which is quite a cute name. Mm. And it's just powder, and you can really put it into your hands and rub it in. I like to go through at your the, scalp at the roots. It's a refresh. It could refresh, and it can add volume. And obviously, we've got the chloran, and I've got a whole heap of others, which I will put in the show notes. Great. Well, thank you so much, Sal. For you guys who want some more info on texturizing sprays and the products, we'll put them in the show notes for you. Up next, we're going to be talking about the brain and your skin. So if you have ever noticed that when you're having a bit of a shit week at work or you've barely had time to breathe, your skin goes a bit nuts, there's actually a reason for that. And today we have in studio all the way from LA, neuroscientist and skin expert, Dr. Claudia Aguirre, to tell us exactly why. So Dr. Aguirre specializes in the mind-body connection and consults internationally for the health and wellness industry and forms part of the scientific committee of skin brands Comfort Zone and Skin Regimen. So basically, that means she's in the trenches advising on the research and development of products. She's also written for the Huffington Post, is a TED speaker, and a TED-Ed educator. Basically, she knows her stuff. So welcome to Get Lippy, Dr. Aguirre. Hey, happy to be here. So now you're a neuroscientist and you understand how the brain works and you also know a lot about the skin. So what does the one have to do with the other? How how are they connected? Right. Um, You know, it's funny. I used to get this question a lot, like coming from brain world into skin world, a lot of the neuroscientists would say, well, what are you doing going into beauty (laughs) and being in the skincare industry and in the beauty world? They're like, what does the brain have to do with what we're trying to do here? And It all comes down to the origins. So the origin of the brain and the skin are the same tissue. 
At one oh. point, yes, when we were all little embryos, um, there's an ect- uh, there's an embryonic tissue called the ectoderm, and the ectoderm gives rise to both the brain and the skin. So the other germinal layers give rise to other things like the gut and you know the lungs and the heart, etc. But the brain and skin share the origins. So that's where it all started. Right. And I had no idea. It's incredible. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and then the you know the skin being the largest organ. If you if you think of this gut as maybe that's the largest um, you know organ we have, but the skin is is incredibly large and it's fully innervated. So being one of these incredibly large organs and that's fully innervated, of course, the skin and the brain are in constant communication. What does that mean? So does is does one come before the other? Like if we we're feeling stressed, does it come out on our skin or the opposite way around? Which it's it could be both. So we call this bottom up and top down in neuroscience. So when you think of top down, that means the brain is controlling something that affects the body, but bottom up is the body uh, sensing something and then affecting the mind and the brain. So it's a com- constant communication in a loop. It could be the brain informs the skin or the skin informs the brain. Okay, so what does it look like when the brain informs the skin? So wh- let's say you're feeling stressed or anxious. What does that look like on on your complexion? I mean, you just have to ask people what happens to their skin when they're, you know, really stressed. Sometimes, um, you know, public speaking or being embarrassed or being, um, you know, just being in traffic, you know, something that really gets you revved up. You'll see a lot of people get like these red blotchiness on their chest. Mm. Um, Some people start to feel itchy and they start scratching and scratching is a neurological response because if you think about it, it's contagious. Even if there's nothing on your skin, uh, if a human starts going like this, another human might look at it and go, "Mm, yeah. Yeah. So these are things that are conserved in terms of evolution. So we can actually manifest it with our brains, things on our skin, physical things on our skin. Yeah. Um, Itch is a great example because there is such a thing as neurogenic itch, but there's also such a thing as um, neurological inflammation, which is called neurogenic inflammation. And this is how stress manifests on the skin, is the psychological stress affects the brain, releasing uh, hormones from the brain, releasing hormones from the adrenal glands like cortisol which then affect the skin and then you get the redness the blotchiness the sensitivity um, and the inflammation which in some people can trigger an inflammatory response I was going to ask when you talk about inflammatory, because right now you're talking about things about a stress, like an immediate reaction Mm -hmm. but is there a longer term reaction of like like I said like a stressful week you know, can that present itself in skin issues? Absolutely, too? yes. There's there's acute stress and chronic mm. stress. So mm. if you're going through divorce, that's a long process that is going to continuously affect your body mm. and lead to continuous inflammation, which on the skin could be just, you know, dehydration. It could be redness. It could be um, even feelings of itch sensations, um, sensitive sensations. So all of these could be resulting of something that is completely in your mind in terms of the psychology, like a divorce or something like that. And what about inflammation in terms of breakouts? Is that also something that you could experience? Yeah, yeah, because inflammation is inflammation. So mm-hmm. so that's just the response. Um, it could be, for example, when I talk about the inflammatory response, if you get stung by a bee, your skin will welt up and it will result in that redness and the wheeling and the and the 
you know, the, the bump and it'll be painful. That's inflammation. Same thing with the brain's inflammation. So if you're psychologically stressed, then the same triggers happen. Um, the, the blood vessels dilate, so the skin becomes more red. Histamine gets released, so the skin becomes a bit itchier. Pain can be affected. So you might have more sensitivity. And uh, so the end result is the same, but it's just where the origins come from. Does it kind of work the other way around if we're feeling happy and positive mm. and, you know, or maybe just like in balance and grounded? Will that reflect, reflect pos- uh, positively on the way that we look? I think so. Uh, it's hard to measure that, you know, in terms of the science, but there is good research that shows that, um, you know, our self-esteem is affected by how we look. And of course, if you feel great and you feel balanced and your skin is healthy, then that will have an effect on how motivated you are to continue your day in a, in a good way. And so I guess what are some ways that we can stop the stress, stop the cycle of always being so busy and always cramming our diaries with, you know, meeting after meeting and mm. appointment after appointment? How can we slow down and get that that beautiful skin back. Yeah, that's hard to do. Yeah. You know, for everybody. Yeah, that tell us. We're, yeah. <laughs> we're on a back-to-back schedule here. Um, it, it, it's making the time for yourself, making the time for self-care. It's important. It could be five minutes. It could be one minute. If it's just one minute a day, then you can sit down and have some deep breathing. That'll have a p- profound effect on your mind and your body. Um, if you have a little bit longer than that, then um, listening to some, you know, relaxing music, taking a bath, or going to yoga, doing some meditation, these are all mind-body, uh, in a way, therapies that you can do on a daily basis. Um, mm-hmm. Going for a walk in the park. So walking through nature um, is also super healing because the trees themselves release chemicals called phytoncides. Wow. The phytoncides can, as we inhale phytoncides, they reduce levels of cortisol in our bloodstream and increase um, something else called natural killer cells. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. You want yeah. yeah. Never we mind the natural killer cells. Yeah. I'm going to go sit in the bushes and um, deal with those natural killer cells. Um, and Dr. Claudia, Carly mentioned earlier that you are, you know, involved in creating products and um, involved in skincare. I want to ask you, what are the skincare products that you love and what are the products that you always use? Um, I'm really minimal. Yeah. So I love a line that's going to help, help me just use what I need as I need it rather than doing like a 10-step regime every day. I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. I don't know. I'd like to meet <laughs> no someone who has time for 10-step. You might yeah, have time for that some <laughs> one week. <laughs> oh, so, um, so what I love about Skin Regimen is that it does have these uh, added boosters that you can use as needed. So sometimes I really just use some water and wash my face and that'll be it. And I'll use the, uh, you know, something like a, a toner or a hydrosol or something like that. That's very minimal. If I'm doing work and I'm being I'm outside of the house, which happens to be sometimes <laughs> traveling, especially then I'm really going to layer up. Um, mm. so I, you know, that's the kind of thing that I look for looking for, um, my main ingredients, vitamin C during the day, mm-hmm. helping my skin really protect itself against the environment. So it's kind of an environmental shield when you combine it with an SPF to really protect it. At night, uh, the skin is regenerating. So I'm going to help my skin regenerate using retinol um, and really keeping it hydrated and um, maybe even a, a, a drop of two of oil, like a Tulsi oil. Um, this is really nice because it's an adaptogenic herb. So it also helps your skin be more resilient to stress. Um, and exfoliation. So I, I, we can go on for days about all the ingredients, <laughs> but I'll just throw out one that I love. 
It's called gluconolactone. Sorry? Smell that for us? Yes. <laughs> gluconolactone. Um, it's a polyhydroxy acid. So you guys might have heard of hydroxy acids. Yes, I've seen, yeah. yes. I've yeah. seen lots of PHAs. Okay. Kind of. When I say lots, I mean I've seen a few they're coming a few out, coming right. out, and I've been really intrigued. So what? Yeah, what so is they're, a PHA? they're the new generation of alpha hydroxy acids. Mm. Um, so instead of something like a glycolic, which is a small molecule that could be irritating, mm. these are a little bit larger in size, so they're less irritating and just as um, just as efficient in high, in in exfoliation, but have added benefits like antioxidant capabilities and hydrating capabilities. So you're getting more for more bang for your buck, as we say, <laughs> and good um, for stressed out skin, are they? Yeah, yeah, just good for general skin. But when you're stressed out, you're especially dehydrated um, and maybe sensitive. So you want to use something that's not as harsh and hydrating. Are there any other ingredients that are good for stressed out skin when we're feeling stressed and it's showing on our, on our faces? Yeah, another ingredient um, is wild indigo, so a botanical extract. But this can actually help curb some of that excess cortisol that's produced by the skin. So we can look for ingredients that work at the local level and we can look for mind-body therapies that work at the systemic level. Um, now, Dr. Gary, we, um, we always end off our interviews um, with our guests with um, we'd like to ask you what is the one thing that you get lippy about so what's the one beauty message piece of advice the one thing that you want our listeners to take home from this interview mm. Yeah, you know, if there's like one key takeaway is that the skin is much more than just a superficial veneer that we think about. It's not something to be just brushed off as just skin. It mm. really is a dynamic organ that we need for temperature regulation. It creates its own hormones. And there's a lot of untapped potential in the skin. Love that. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us and uh, safe travels back to LA. And I think now I need to go lie on the floor and meditate. <laughs> I think I'm going to go read some science books or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you, Dr. Thank Geary. you so much. Happy to be here. Thank you. Well, guys, I think that just about brings us to the end of today's episode. Please do get in touch with us. Uh, there's Get Lippy at beautycrew.com.au, our fabulous Facebook group, which is Get Lippy Podcast. So just search for that on Facebook. Otherwise, social media, um, tag us on Instagram. If you're mm -hmm. listening, I'm at Carly Allman. I'm at Sally Hunwick. And I'm at Bettina Tyrrell. And of course, if you like what you're hearing or you have a question, head on and rate, review, and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Be a good mate. Tell your mum. Your mum will love us. Yeah. <laughs> All mums love us. My mum loves us. <laughs> My mum loves us. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Hey, guys. While I've got you, I just wanted to let you know about another podcast you might like. It's from the team at Marie Claire and it's called Finding Fearless. Every fortnight, the Marie Claire team sit down with some of the world's most fearless women, from Drew Barrymore to Jacinta Franklin. If you want to hear some kick-ass women talk about overcoming their fears, search Finding Fearless in your podcast app now.